Welcome back, fine townsfolk, to another episode of Random Encounters. I am your host, Nick. I'm Matt. And yet again, we are here to pull a random monster from a random monster manual. Matt has the monster manual in hand this week. Tell us what you got, Matt. We are not going nearly as far back as we have in the past. It is the Advanced Dungeons & Dragons 2nd Edition Monstrous Manual. So from 1989... And we are on page 268. Okay. Nick, you are not going to get this, so I'm just going to read straight through. It is called the Niyogi. Mm, that's the... my favorite dish to get when we get sushi. Mm. The Niyogi. Yeah, once you see the picture, you will not say that again. <laughs> Niyogi appear as a cross between a wolf spider and a moray eel. Okay. The short, furry, eight-limbed body is topped by a life bear fleshy neck with a serpentine head, its mouth filled with needle-sharp teeth. The ends of its limbs are tipped with small claws. The fur of the Niyogi is a light tan, but dyed a variety of colors to signify power, rank, accomplishments, and warnings to other Niyogi. The older a Niyogi grows, the more colorful its hide becomes. The Niyogi are ruthless slayers and plunderers, and think nothing of eating their enemies, servants, or fallen comrades. (laughs) They are a hateful, xenophobic race. So they're intelligent. Yeah. Okay. You'd even say they have good brains. They may have good brains. (laughs) And it sounds like if they do not have them, they eat them. Niyogi can communicate in their own language and in common. Many speak one to four other languages to help facilitate their slaves taking orders correctly. So they are intelligent, organized, lawful evil. Do they, what's their, their, their int, does it, I mean, would it even translate? Would it, would we understand what their int is from AD&D? I mean, it's, uh, the Niyogi has a high intelligence. It says 13 to 14. Okay. I mean, that's, that's your average peon peasant has a 10. Yeah. Or below. So, okay. Yeah. It's not a, it's not a stick. Exactly. Yeah. It's definitely not uh just Hell, a, I mean, int is usually my dump stat, and I usually have less than a 13 or 14, so. Exactly. Yeah. So, its armor class is a 3, so we're still using the. Oh, like, yeah, I guess we're still using Thacko. Yep. Did you say the challenge rating on this? The... Well. It's, oh, no, it it's would got be a, hit dice. It's got a hit dice yeah. of 5. Okay. So, not nearly as powerful as the Naga. Nope. But that being said, the Naga also had like a three. The really powerful Naga also yeah. had a three AC. So that's interesting that they're, hmm. their that's ACs, that the, the Thacko AC spans so broadly. Yeah. That is weird. It has a an XP value of 650. That helps. No. No, it doesn't. No. Okay. No. But but that I generally I assume that would be kind of on the a lower level. Yeah. I, I mean we've so. got five five hit dice, six fifty. Yeah. Probably like a level five or six, I guess. Probably, yeah. I mean if if we, the lines. direct translation of the hit dice, it's a level five, yep. I guess. And if you want a more rare creature in that same vein, that there is the Niyogi Great Old Master. Ooh. He has but his intelligence is low. So oh. that's interesting. 
However, his armor class is a 5, hit dice is 20. Whoa. Yeah. But his armor class goes is down. Up. I mean, it, it goes up, but that's technically down in Faco. He's easier to hit. Yeah, I'm not sure what the how that necessarily works. Yeah. For comparison, his XP value is fourteen thousand. Whoa. Well, yeah. I mean, twenty. It's four times the hit dice. So yeah. Wow. Okay. So what makes him any different? I mean, does it tell you like moves or abilities, damage, anything? I mean, it has their special attacks. The the regular Neogi has a slowing poison, and the Great Old Master has digestion, comma young. <laughs> what? So. Does that mean young digestion? I'm not really sure. It can only digest the young? Let's see. Uh, as a Neogi grows older and has and his mind fades, his orders oh, become confused and his slaves become disobedient. His fellow Neogi may choose to poison the older one at once. The different poisons moving through its body overload the old Neogi system and it begins its change into a great old master. What? This sounds cool. The Neogi making the transformation swells to 20 feet in height. Oh, my God. And a similar girth. Wait, what's the what's the regular size? The regular one? I'm guessing like five or six feet. Yeah, I don't think it's much more than that. Swells to 20 feet. Well, yeah. I mean, four times the the height, four times the Everything the scales. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I guess so. It's just weird in terms of... In a visual sense, yeah. it's weird. Yeah. Its legs and arms become useless, and its intelligence fades. It now lives only to eat. Live flesh is preferred, but the dead will sustain it. A great old master inflicts 1d12 points of damage per round to any creature it is fed. After two months of eating, the skin of the great old master bursts, oh my God. and a new crop of mature Niyogi spells Oh, no! <laughs> These are unmarked and barely sentient at birth, and for the next week, the brood area resounds with combat as the young Niyogi kill each other for food. <laughs> this is a nightmare. Who, who's writing this? Oh, my gosh. Of the 20 to 40 Niyogi that eat their way out, only about three to six survive. These are considered slaves of the community until such a time as they claim an Umber Hulk as their personal slave. That's cool. Wow. That's a that's a that's a bizarre coming of age tale. Yeah. If a great old master is attacked and its flesh pierced, it releases two D four Neogi to defend itself. Oh my gosh. So it's the the grave behemoth. But with Neogi. Yeah. They this is way more complex. And clever than I expected for so so early on. When I opened up to this page, I did not expect this at all. I so I was originally going to ask, how does it do anything if its arms and legs, the great old Niyogi, yeah. gr- Grandpa Niyogi, his great old legs, his great his great old legs don't work anymore. <laughs> it sounds like a folk song. <laughs> oh the, if the great. If his great old legs and arms don't work anymore, like what do you do with it? But he's clearly being fed. Oh yeah, because it's 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 how you propagate. It's a matter the race. of reproduction. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. This thing is really cool. That is that is so weird. How do you work all of that lore in? 
so your players get all of that. Oh, that is tough. Because that's that's all so good. Yeah, you you don't want to leave any of that out. Yeah. That being said, there's not a there's not a, a clear path to it. I don't think without just some info dump. I know. I mean, maybe maybe they get exp- they they find their way into an old den or something, and they find bits and pieces, and they have to figure it out. You encourage someone to take Lore Nioki? Yeah, maybe. I mean, you could have them. I don't want to say stumble upon because I have a feeling that if if you have something that's so helpless as the Grand Old Master, it would be fairly well either hidden or guarded. Okay. Though maybe that is they are captured for food. So and they get to see this happen. Maybe not the the whole resolution of oh. these these yogilings killing one another and getting down to the three to six, but they're brought in and they get to they are there just in time to see the birth, so to speak. Yeah, of these these creatures. Ugh. see the Niyogi have a number of defenses the first and most obvious being their enslavement of umber hulks mm-hmm. each Niyogi has a personal umber hulk slave who is a combination bodyguard manservant and useful set of hands second the bite yeah, of the, right. the bite of the Niyogi is poisonous those bitten and failing a saving throw versus poison are affected as by a slow spell for 1d8 rounds Multiple bites will extend this period by an additional 1d8 rounds per bite. Lastly, 1 in 10 Niyogi has some magical ability equal to human spell use of levels 1 through 8. Huh. I, I, I did a little research. I would highly recommend everyone go to the Niyogi page on 1d4chan. Because whoever wrote it up is hilarious. It's very <laughs> funny. It is very, very funny. They they were actually born from the Spelljammer campaign setting. So it is huh. it is true second edition. They are aberrations and they're the most loathed in the cosmos. They're what would happen if your worst nightmare had sex with your second worst nightmare. <laughs> I You know what? I'm looking at the picture of it. Beholders might be dicks, but they mostly try to exterminate one another rather than anyone else. And get one on his own long enough, and he'll turn into a pretty chill guy. <laughs> I definitely recommend you, everybody, look into this. I'm going to share this with you, Matt, because it is it is good read. All right, awesome. So yeah, I guess I, I guess they've they are still being used though. I mean, I, I they they have them in three five. I saw that they get a write up in three five. Okay, and. That was that was what I wanted to know is, is how how recently we've seen them. Yeah, and I think they have deities. Apparently, they have magic. Yeah, they definitely seem like a fully formed society. Yeah, you know, it's not just random wandering monster or you know, it, it's they're more along the same level as the the illithid. Mm-hmm. You know. Oh, in 5e, they were officially added back into the game with Volo's Guide. Nice. Yeah. I mean, terrifying, but nice. Yeah. I can only imagine what the 5e artwork looks like. 
5e statted them out, described their life cycle, though they now lay their eggs on the great old master rather than just having him suddenly die of pregnancy. (laughs) And softened them just enough that they can now cooperate with other civilizations as evil and depraved as they are in situations where self-preservation overrides their natural desire to enslave and dominate. This makes them a bit less enslave at all costs and more greed-driven space slave merchants. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. You know, you can you can use them in a campaign more than just a little one-stop type thing. Yeah, one-stop nightmare yeah. where they're it's it, they're they kind of only have that one that one goal or that one mission exactly. in mind. Now they're now they're a little more social, I guess, you yeah. know. But you can see them in an army with other surely evil creatures. Yeah. And and have it be legit instead of just kind of I say make believe, but it's all make believe. Yeah, so yeah. They feel very I get the sense of alien. Oh yeah. That they 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 take them to feed to the great old master or they they use their 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 goo to stick them to the wall in in the egg chamber where the, the face huggers come out. It's the same thing and it's and it's yep. all it's all to procreate. Yeah. You know? It's it is the most basic of societal needs is procreation and just advancing the race. And that includes enslaving Umber Hulks to do your dirty work for you. Yeah. Right. Right. They, from, from the image there, it doesn't look like they have thumbs. So how are they going to open doors if they don't enslave Umber Hulk? That being said, if all you have to do is kill the Umber Hulk, and then just close the door. If you come across a group of these, you just kill their umber hulks oh, and close oh, the door. Oh, as the player, yeah, yeah, that's true. Oh, that's very true. Yeah, and you just hope that the ones with magic don't have mage hand. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> no, they have Neogi hand, which yeah. also doesn't have thumbs. <laughs> ah, it's just a little stump pounding yeah, on the door. Just... How <laughs> how do they enslave the umber hulk? Just out of fear, basically. Let's As see. one does, yeah, you know they're 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 powerful enough, and the Umber Hulk are Umber Hulks aren't that weak though. Yeah, I mean they're not they're not end game material, but they're not bottom of the barrel either. Captive Umber Hulks are trained from birth to mm. follow their small lords, caring for their every need. So they steal babies. Sure. And wow, they're Fagin. They're Fagin. They they train the orphans yeah. to to do their dirty work. So they're each step in the process here is making them more and more evil. Yeah, these guys are really cool. Yeah, I'm I'm not going to eschew these, particularly this one. Well, I don't know the um, yeah this this one certainly has a lot more detail than than the the first man the very first manual oh yeah but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna poo poo this manual anymore for for ideas there's a lot of i mean we're looking at this that the neogi has one page of of an entry and half of that page is all flavor yeah yeah the stat block is what a a sixth i would say yep i would say so that's that is a cool critter there are neogi reavers 
these rogue neogi have rogue neogi yeah, have rebelled. That's a George Lucas thing waiting to happen. Oh yeah, get on it, George. They have rebelled. No, it's, it's Disney now. Well, that's true. And are working to escape the other neogi hmm. and their poisons that will transform them into great old masters. Oh, so they don't want to be fated to that. So they, yeah, they see it happen to their friend and they want to get out. But but doesn't it say as they get old, they get like dementia anyway? So it's going to happen. Oh, yeah. 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 They just see it like, oh, there goes dad. Oh, and dad just died in childbirth. <laughs> now okay. dad's 20 feet tall and, and filled with babies. Yeah. God. Um, Rogue Neogi are little better than their fellows. My my ska band is going to be called Rogue Pierogi. Continue. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> and are, if anything, more desperate due to being pursued by their former fellows, all eager to start the process of producing more Neogi. So there is like, there's an inherent drive in there. There is, and it's, it's a, it is a lot like Alien because... That's, I mean, that is all they are for. Yeah. Every single member of the cast, they have a specific job. I mean, they're basically just giant, perfect killing machine ants. They, yeah. They, they, they're there to get the job done. The creepiest part of that is the cannibalistic nature of the Neogi, though. Like, the xenomorphs mm. are doing it with other species. Other species. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These yeah. are time's up. Well, no, it's the, you it's, know, okay. it's the, it's, they fill different aspects of, of their society as, sure. as they hit different, different ages. It's, Absolutely. It's, it's not like, like with alien, you would take a perf, uh, like preferably a healthy species oh, yeah. and do it. They're, they're like, it's instead of sending them off to the retirement home, it's yeah. you, you. You haven't seen Midsummer yet, have you? No. Do you have any intention of seeing Midsummer? Spoil away. It's okay. It's pretty. It's it's pretty good. Okay. There in in this culture, there is a. They have the mindset that at a certain age, their elderly jump off of a cliff. Yeah. And I forget the term. There's there's a specific term for it. We um, we. <laughs> Not what they say. Oh, okay. There's a term. Ah, darn it, I don't remember now. But it's it's, and 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 the the Americans visiting are like, how can you do this? And they're like, why would we subject them to their body breaking down and keep them alive for the next ten years? I mean that that's true. There's there's a kernel of truth in yeah. the, in everything that's terrifying. And I don't want to yeah, right. Exactly. And I I don't want to get into morality or anything here, but that's that's exactly what I see here with the Neogi. Oh, I I agree. So, as you retire, you get a gold watch and impregnated with 40 other Neogi. Well, no, you get poisoned first. Poison, that's, that's what true. happens first. <laughs> then your great old limbs stop working. It's like the old Batman where he opens up the watch and it's just poison pours out. Yeah, it just pops out at him. Yeah. yeah. Every time. <laughs> happy re happy retirement, Gramps. <laughs> All the balloons pop and it's just poison. No, it's 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 the great old ones and it's the babies. Oh, God. Yeah. It is, it is really... It's really visceral and... and in graphic and it really it really hits a, a a note i feel yeah and i would i would try my hardest to get the players to experience of much as much of that 
as they can yeah. firsthand. Like still just reading it, like you just reading it to me, we're not in a game or anything. Yep. I was still like blown away. So imagine yeah. the players being like immersed in the game and it being told to them. It'll be it'll be it'll be a strong moment yeah. for sure. Would you introduce that as the the PCs maybe come across this group of reavers that has escaped and is being chased? Sure. And that's their entry into into that culture, I guess sure. you could say. I could see that. That that could be a really good a good moment, especially because seeing something that's a cross between a moray eel and uh, a wolf, wolf spider yeah. come at you out of the dark, three of them, you're you're going to be on guard. You could see see how your players react to that. Sure, do they trust them? Do they do they just automatically get defensive and and fight them? You know, yep. Always a good a good opportunity to to see to see what mindset your players are in. Yeah. Especially if, if they're in like an underdark or something and in, in something like that. Sure. It's, they're, presumably they're going to be even more on guard. I would I would hope so. Yeah. Anyway. Well, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These remind me of there is – I know we mentioned the drow last episode or two episodes ago. There is a goddess in the drow pantheon named Elastrae and she's the only good drow. She the one with the spider body? No, no, that's Lolf. Oh, that's okay. That's, that's Lolf. Lolf. She's kind of yeah. the the head of this evil axis of evil yeah. pantheon. Technically, Elastrae fits in that pantheon. Okay, but she's like adjacent. She's just off to the side. Gotcha. And all of the good drow who come to the surface trying to escape the evil nastiness that that the drow generally have the name for worship Elastrae. Okay, and it's it's kind of a kind of an understood thing that that the drow hate Elastrae. The, sure. the, the, the your, She's the your standard drow. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's the the escapees, the worshipers of Elastrae remind me of the Reavers. They're trying to escape that fate. Yep. That that being fit into this one thing and that's it. Yeah, I can see that. I think their plight, the plight of the Reavers is even worse because you know death is right there too. Yeah. yeah. It's not just a a lifestyle. It's your impending oh, right. doom. Sure, sure. Now say say you find a safe house or something for these reavers and you yep. find like an old neogi. Yep. Is it just like a doddering old man? Well, that's what I was just going to ask. You play what that? happens if you don't poison it? It's you're just a doddering old man. Yeah, it's I think just, that's exactly it's a what it with is. With dementia, yeah, is all it is. That's I think that's how I would play it because specifically it says I think it's the the poison that makes them swell and lose, yeah, exactly. lose their limbs. That's, so if that's not the case, then yeah, the only thing that's natural is the breakdown of their intelligence. They lose their good brain. <laughs> that's callback yeah I guess this also brings in the kind of weird question of morality with your players where if this is the way they reproduce 
So you're saying oh. if you stop them from doing this, this yeah. is the death of their species. Sure. It's an extermination and they're not hurting anyone else. This is, yeah. They're not implanting oh. the dwarves or the drow or whoever. Wow, yeah. So you I, you could just let them go. Well, they are enslaving Umber Hulks. That's kind of a check mark against them. Fair enough. But. Yeah, I think that's a non-starter in the, uh, in the whole, you know, peace process thing, too. I don't think they'll stop that anytime soon. No, but, I mean, how intelligent is an Umber Hulk? Is it really just a pack mule? Can you kind of forgive that? I guess, can you forgive that in the face of all-out war? Right, is, yeah. Is the yeah, question. Yeah, yeah. The, what's the lesser of two evils? Yeah, I don't know. Is that, yeah. you know, is that the Sudetenland for you? It's a World War II reference. Okay. You, you're I, willing to give that up to Hitler? Oh, sure, so that, yeah. Uh, so that he leaves Poland alone? And then Poland is when he starts enslaving, you know, humans. Instead. But it doesn't... They wouldn't be enslaving. I guess they would just be harvesting them for the food for the, the great old... Great, yeah. great masters. It's not it's, a great old one, is it? What is it? Great old master. Great old master. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I think that would be the that would be the well the 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 reaver idea. I think is the better idea. But another like simple hook is like they're harvesting people from this sure. town to feed their great old masters, yeah. like trapdoor spiders. Oh yeah, and they just pop out and grab them and go. Oh, that's good. I that like would that. Be awesome. I like that. I'm yeah. I'm tickled by these guys. It's a very interesting, and I mean we've we've said this a couple times where you just have little pockets of of adventure. This is your Naga Island. Oh, sure. This is your themed almost exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like these these are perfect for a. This is this specific area, and maybe it ties into something a little later on. But it's very self contained, or it can be very self contained. I could see I could see this being a decent chunk, especially if you're pulling in the reavers. Sure. Yeah. Like that's that's your big hook in the beginning. Yeah. And then it just opens up this huge almost network of conspiracy maybe and and lore and things like that that it's juicy. It really yeah. is. Yeah, and given that they are from Spelljammer from what I know of Spelljammer, that's multi-planes and all of that. I mean, yeah. if you really want to go back to that, you're maybe they come from a whole plane that is these things, and they want to open it up, God. open up a, a portal to the plane to to the material plane to because it's such ripe harvest. I don't yeah. know, you know, like they or they plan to open up a portal specifically into a big city, you know, something like that. Yep, interesting, and not just Umber Hulk nurseries. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, they've got all the back doors there that they need. This is mm, I like this thing. I yeah. like the Neogi a lot. Yeah, I do too. I did not expect it to be as interesting and as uh I guess full of a It's meaty. Yeah, it yeah. really is. It really is. So, okay. One out of ten. Baby Umber Hulk slaves. I wanted you to say one out of eight Neogi legs just because they have eight legs. Yeah. I would. I like these a lot. I think there's a lot of potential here. I yep. really do. Based on just out of this book, like we had to do with the Naga, like we, we're basing sure. on the entry that we're looking at. Yep. Because who knows? 
what they added, what they added or what they took away or, or how it works. But just based on this, this, this feels like a scaffolding almost. And we can build off of this. Oh yeah. I would give this thing, I think an eight. I think I would. Yeah. I, I, f- I don't know why I'm hesitating to give it a nine. I don't think it's quite a nine. There's something about it that, that doesn't, it's definitely not a 10. doesn't warrant a nine. It's a, it is a, the most solid eight we've seen. Yeah, I think so. I think, and honestly, I think what pushes it to that level is the adding in things like the great old master and, yeah. and things like that. It's, that lore, that culture, there's so yeah, much there. An extra layer or two. Yeah. And even the Reaver part too. Like, oh, sure. Yeah. It's, it's not just. It's not a, just Niyogi. It's not just a race of, of terrible creatures. Yeah. There's almost a morality to it yeah. at some point. And it far surpasses the Naga because the Naga was just three Nagas. This one does this. This one does this. Yep. This one does this. There's so much to each one of these pieces that builds on a story, that builds on that lore and that culture and that that entirety of a race Yeah, that, that it's not just a reskinning with poison instead of this or good instead of this. These are These are really cool. I just talked myself into a nine, I think. Okay. It's really cool to see how far the the monster manual entries came from one edition to the next. Right, yeah. I mean, you're looking at probably about 10 years in between, but still, yeah. from one to the next, you went from just reskinning to yeah. lore throughout, and but, it's really cool. But this generation, especially with Spelljammer coming out, they they were really flexing. They really wanted to build more on things. They wanted to to have a lot more moving parts and pieces. Yeah. And, and it's it's so clear here yep. that they really were really starting to branch out and realize the potential of what they could do. Absolutely. It was so cool that they it's it's like they they it's it's almost like first edition or or whatever you want to call it was it was a practice run. It was a dry run yeah. that we just happened to be privy to see. This is where it really looks like D&D. Thacko yeah. aside, this is where it really looks like D&D. That's a good point. Yeah, that the the first edition there was it was just almost like what if you and I were to create something, that's what we would do and then throw it away. Right, you'd have your sketches and, and your exactly. yeah. Yeah. Or you'd you'd put it in a file somewhere. Yep. And your grandkids would find it or something. Exactly. Yeah. And then this is what it's supposed to be. Yeah. And yeah, I mean that's and adding things like the spell jammer setting yeah. and all that is I mean that is really laying the groundwork for role playing games period. Yeah. For the the next 30 40, 30, 40 years. years. Yeah. And yeah. and they were in that time between first edition and second edition and even second into third like they released several monthly magazines and newsletters where yeah. they put out a new creature or a new setting or new this or new rules or that. Like we get Unearthed Arcana now maybe once every couple months from Wizards. Yeah. And then you're just waiting on a new book. But exactly. like they they were just busting at the seams to to have errata and new creatures yeah. and, and all of that. And it, 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 was, it was such a glut. Yeah. All at once because it wasn't in a great big book like we have. Yep. We have the luxury of 
of having all of these different books and being able to look back and having the fact that that D20 is an open source. That's why we get Cobalt Press and all these other things. Yep, that's true. And that's why we have, you know, either various Kickstarters or whatever exactly. that are punching out a magazine every month mm-hmm. or, you know, a new, maybe even a, just a floor of a dungeon every single yeah. month and stuff like that. That's taking the place of that. Sure. The old Dragon magazine. Dragon, yeah. Yeah. We, we are so spoiled yeah to be in the prime of this this medium but that being said i i kind of relish the idea of being so excited to get like the newest thing because it's brand new content that is so unique and new and even if it's just the naga that yeah. you're seeing for the first time it's still like the the we were so overexposed and i'm i'm in no way am i complaining about that yep. But it's it's the idea of being able to 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 see new things. Yeah, it's a lot like the other Factless Moms podcast, Talk Tall to Me, where we're going over some songs by Jethro Tull that Omens never heard before. Okay, and it's so it's such a rare thing because sure. we have the luxury of fifty years at our fingertips. Same, yeah. same thing with D anD D. You know, we have that luxury. Exactly. So so those little things of seeing, like. Like last week, the the taunting haunt, brand new to us yep. completely. Even though it was a a book from twenty plus years ago, yeah, you know, yeah. But it's still there. It's not like a brand new release that no one has seen before. Exactly. Just because it's not new doesn't mean it's not new to you. So that's true. That's 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 a really good way to look at it. Yeah, I haven't read all of these books front to back. Yeah, and even if I did, I'd probably forget. A day after, because I, I'm reading another monster. Yeah, manual, there's you know? just so many of them now. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. Imagine, like, we see the Neogi right now, and we look at the picture and read the entry and all that, and it's really cool. Mm-hmm. But imagine seeing that in as an entry in Dragon Magazine in 1989. Yeah, when maybe you saw Alien, maybe you've seen right, like yeah. Terminator or something like that. But for the most part, what are you looking at? Just kind of some Star Trek, Star Wars, Star Wars, yeah, yeah. You know. And even then, like the the different races mm-hmm. in Star Wars, you're not getting this lore. Oh gosh, no. Yeah, so that's what makes this really cool. Is this is a fully formed and fully functional society that they're giving you to just play with. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's a that's a, another thing we've we've got so much other material to work with. Yeah. That that we we are we're spoiled for choice. And Absolutely. that's that is that is we are in a great time for Creative it's a content. great it's a great time to be a DM. Yeah, I would I say so. That's safe to say. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good button for this week actually. Yep. Thank you for listening to Random Encounters. Please rate and review us do all those things we appreciate we would love to hear your ideas from any number of the episodes backlog or this one whatever let us know what you think let us know how you would use the neogi or the taunting haunt or the dragon give it a good brain that's what i would do so that's it for this week and we will oh dangerous plants that's cool (laughs) okay uh that's it for this week we'll be back next week with another random monster from a random monster manual. Thank you so much. 